Welcome to The Resonance, the podcast about energy and sustainability from Alpha Energy Group. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Alpha Energy Group podcast. I'm Jeremy Nicholson and I'm joined by my colleague, Dr. Petra Puskareva, to talk about the situation in the European commodity markets. Uh, Petra, every time we speak, the power and gas prices for the year ahead seem to be going up again. And, and this week's no exception, is it? We've hit record year ahead prices, I think, um, in, in a number of the European markets. What's your take on the situation? Both frontier contracts for gas and power in Europe reached new highs, again driven by new headlines about Nord Stream 1 flows and the turbine that is currently apparently in transit. We've seen some correction in markets the week ago when uh, Nord Stream 1 actually came back after the maintenance, but after a few days of a decrease in the market, prices rallied again on this new headline related to another 50% drop on the flow on Nord Stream 1 and the turbine that looks like it's now in Germany, but it's now missing some import papers to be delivered to Russia. Right. And there are all sorts of issues and possibly games going on about that, which uh, go go a little bit beyond what we've got time to discuss here, even if we knew all the facts. Uh, but gas is flowing now, isn't it, um, through, through Nord Stream 1, albeit at a significantly reduced rate. And the expectation is there's no way Europe is going to hit itself. The EU is going to hit its targets of having 80% gas uh, storage capacity full by the start of winter. Does that matter or, or are storage levels looking reasonably healthy? Well, looking at the numbers and if we use the average injection during July where we had all sorts of problems between uh, strikes in Norway and Nord Stream 1 being up and down, the, in, the average injection rate during uh, July averaged just somewhere around 1.85 terawatt hours a day. If we were to continue injecting at this rate and consider that we actually have a little bit more gas, even Nord Stream 1 is only at 20%, if we continue at this rate, uh, European gas storage should hit 80% within the next 53 days. Well, that will be encouraging, although that's just one, one of the metrics that matters. And although storage is hugely important, it does depend on there the being a flow of gas, not just a, a stock of it. And I guess that's where the concerns are. Huge amounts of gas coming through UK terminals into the continental system. And, uh, you know, I guess it's going to be everyone getting out their hands on as much LNG as possible over the coming months. I completely agree. Look, the gas from Russia is still flowing. It's less, but it's some is still flowing. And there is an outlook that if the turbine is fixed, we could have a little bit more. Norwegian flows are stable. There were some news running around about the possibility of UK trying to increase their export capacity into Europe which would, of course, come at good price for UK because the differential between European and UK prices is currently somewhere around 60 euros per megawatt hour. So, of course, the export from UK into Europe would be beneficial for UK. And in terms of LNG, LNG dropped significantly in UK in terms of imports, but it has a very good reason. Prices are way higher in Europe, so exporters are choosing to dock on the continent. Well, that's right. And and who knows how those differentials are going, going to develop over, over the months ahead. But turning now to power, of course, this issue with, with gas availability has coincided with a, you know astonishing lack of uh, availability of, of plants in France and the nuclear fleet and some other outages elsewhere, hasn't it? And, and this is, you know, the combination of factors has, has caused a real tightening in the power market. So what, what's your reflections on that? 
few things to consider. Currently, if you look at the power curve, the frontier, of course, uh, multi-year highs or historical highs, should I say, while current the 24 and 25 prices look reasonably all right, they didn't breach the previous highs and they remained within the range. Some of the headlines would be maybe the power spot price in Germany and other countries that is now hitting 500 euros per megawatt hour. We are in at the end of July. Of course, uh, we know that gas is a little bit tighter. Wind wasn't performing really good. And in the middle of the summer, we're looking at 500 euros per megawatt hour spot. If you consider that these are times when the consumption is actually lower than Q4, usually, those prices on the forward market around 500 euros per megawatt hour, although they look outrageous, they might provide some value if gas will remain tighter or if we were to face any other issues going into the winter. Right. And one of the factors that does at least help reduce gas consumption is, you know, the huge availability of renewable capacity in Europe. But of course, much of that is weather dependent. What's the output been like on on wind recently? And is it set to improve at all over the coming weeks and months? So we've had uh, now a few days of uh, under seasonal norms uh, wind generation. There is a small uptick that we see for Germany from next week, but it's just ticking above the seasonal norm. It's nothing that would help prices ease significantly. I think there is another topic that we should reach to in relation to power, and it's the 15% reduction in the gas consumption that European Union just agreed on. Uh, we've been just discussing uh, this internally and uh, in general, it means that businesses and households will be asked to try to tackle or to try to decrease the usage. Countries will not turn off their pipes, but they will be actually potentially changing the generation mix in terms of gas for power generation. So that's how the gas usage will be put down to a certain extent. That only means that we will burn more coal, which means that power price is likely to continue to increase. Well, that's right. And of course, it's the opposite of what we would like to see from an emissions reduction point of view, uh, which is unfortunate. But we've got to get Europe through the through the coming winter with the generating kit that we've got. And what's your view on on the uh, 15% gas reduction? Because it was, you know, it was quite a controversial proposal in in Europe, wasn't readily accepted by all member states. One or two like uh, Malta and Ireland that are not connected to the continental grid are exempted from it. But there's concern that um, some some others might be less keen than others on uh, adhering to the letter of the requirements. What's your view on it? Well, so far it's only voluntary. Of course, it did impact the market because the sentiment that drives the market and uh, in this case it wasn't any different. Currently, it's uh, voluntary. Countries are able to be exempt, as you mentioned, under certain rules and conditions. Some countries are committing to 15%. Again, it will be sort of a message to consumers trying to decrease the volume and potentially do some changes in the energy mix. Some countries, like, for example, Italy and Spain, have only committed to 7 to 8% decrease in the gas usage. Well, that's obviously one to watch as we go in into, into the winter. But of course, individual countries are taking their own measures, aren't they? Germany and others are discussing at least contingency plans for uh, industrial and potentially other rationing, and uh, you know, indeed, including sort of heat use and so on by uh, municipal authorities and others in order to conserve energy going into winter. And you know, I, I just wonder this this is going to be quite a damaging situation for the European manufacturing economy, isn't it? Isn't it? It's difficult to see that there isn't going to be 
some lasting damage as as a result of this and um, a, a really big hit to uh, you know GDP in parts of Europe. So far, it's all precautionary. Of course, we already see some demand destruction. Some industrials are already choosing to decrease the consumption because of the extended period of high electricity and gas prices. Fundamentally, and looking at the numbers of how much gas we already got and how far we are able to get in terms of filling the gas storage, I am not personally as pessimistic, but cautious. Other market participants that are cautious are carbon buyers. You see carbon falling and that's the indication that there is a potential that European industry will see some slowdown or some downside if especially gas flows were to cut or if there were some other unexpected events. We are seeing carbon pricing tested lows from March, which was the previous low just after the conflict in Europe uh, around Ukraine broke. Well, I'm not too surprised to hear that because although, you know, opinion remains strong on the importance of climate targets and not intervening in the market to release extra allowances and so on at the moment in, in Europe, you know, the, the, the pressure on, on the manufacturing sector is huge and with power generation burning a lot more coal, you know, one, one wonders if there isn't a risk that something might give at some point. And even if it doesn't on a political level, industry, as you say, is restraining production as a result of these very high input prices, you know, aluminium smelting down. Down, uh, fertilizer manufactured down within Europe and so on. And one wonders whether others are, are going to follow. You know, and uh, to just, just develop your point about being cautious rather than pessimistic, is there anything else we should be looking out for over the next couple of weeks as indicators as to where we may be heading? I would strongly follow the gas injection and the rate at which it's uh, it's moving. In terms of pricing, don't buy into, into rallies, buy some dips. Backwardated curve is still offering some discounts, uh, especially versus the frontier, which will be not pleasant for many users. I would be cautious about buying too much because we are likely to go into the recession. But having some security around year-on-year saving, knowing that you're looking at something cheaper into following year, might be something that would be able to unwind some of the stress that energy users are facing at the moment. Well, I'm sure that's good advice and uh, in anything that might reduce stress for energy consumers at the moment has to be a very good thing. Well, thank you, Petra, for taking through all of that. I look forward to catching up with you in a, in a fortnight or so's time to see whether things have gone even worse or hopefully uh, perhaps even a little better. We'll see. And whether your uh, hunch that uh, caution rather than pessimism is the order of the day uh, pr- proves well founded. Well, I hope you found that interesting too. If you'd like to find out more, do have a look at our website, alphaenergygroup.com forward slash UK and have a look at our reports there and listen out for another podcast again from us soon.